0: won't be doing my hair leave my phone at home on purpose on purpose close that I in the booth I let my soul shine Give my light yet yeah, it's my purpose on purpose
1: welcome to now hear this entertainment really to podcast for fans really of the guests who appear on this show as well as fans of music in general and a podcast for singers songwriters musicians recording artists entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing i'm bruce Warsniak from now hear this incorporated which provides management publicity and related services the show website is nhte.net and has lots from all episodes plus links to social media and podcast listening platforms At the start of the show the last several weeks, I have been encouraging the audience to sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net. Do us both a favor and check your spam folder to see if there are one or more emails from me that you're not seeing and move them to the inbox, whitelist my address, approve me as a sender, whatever. It's only once a week, but I do want to ensure that you're getting what I'm sending out each Wednesday. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Los Angeles. My guest is a singer-songwriter who has just put out a new two-track release after having released two singles in the second half of last year. Plus, she is releasing a new album real soon. She has also launched her own record label, Soon after moving to Los Angeles after college, she landed a blind audition on season three of NBC's The Voice. She is also a fierce advocate for female empowerment and is both a martial arts instructor and a surfer. In the case of the latter, it's fitting to mention that she calls her genre of music mermaid pop, which we will have her talk about today. You've been hearing a song of hers called Messy. It's my pleasure to welcome to now hear this entertainment, Jadina. Hi,
0: everybody. So great to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. I know this is an exciting time for you, but let's start first by having you tell the audience all about the song of yours that was just playing called Messy.
0: Mm, Messy is such a fun little juicy track. Uh, It came from having many days where I was taking myself on and just felt really hopeless Um, it was it was hard times Um, and what I was noticing is that that mindset uh, was something that was happening inside of me and instead of continuing to look at being messy being uh, uncomfortable being in breakdown as a negative I flipped the script and invited myself along with the song and anybody who listens to it to see that life is an effort, ever-changing opportunity to fall in love with the sandpaper, the spiritual sandpaper that circumstances in life presents. And so Messy is a a song about self-compassion. It's a song about falling in love with vulnerability, falling in love with the breakdowns that are presented to us, that we generate for ourselves and using those moments as um, an invitation to celebrate. Yeah. I'm messy today. Let's redefine what it mm-hmm. means to be messy and fall in love with it.
1: I love it. I love it. This is, this is going to be good when when you start off an interview with the guest describing a song as fun and juicy and then using the expression spiritual sandpaper. (laughs) It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. (laughs) Listeners, I hope you are subscribed to this show or following it, as some platforms call it. I already have the next couple interviews for Now Hear This Entertainment booked, and last week's episode was another fascinating conversation, so don't miss out on any of these episodes. Who was on last week? Well, someone else who late last year got into podcasting. It's a man who has had what you might call a most varied career as a composer and record producer. His name? Peter Link. Twice nominated for a Tony Award on Broadway, and with a million-selling record to his credit and winner of the New York Theatre Critics Drama Desk Award, Peter Link has seen great success in film scoring, Broadway musicals, pop music, gospel, television, and he's even written ballets for the Joffrey Ballet. Now his podcast, Scattershot Symphony, is making a splash on the global stage. With downloads in more than 50 countries, listeners all the way from Manhattan to L.A. and Montreal to Mogadishu can hear Peter share his life's work through a series of musical arrangements and anecdotes that inspired the music. The podcast explores topics like romance, in the episode Songs of Love and Heartbreak, or the influence that gospel music has had on him, in the episode titled The Gospel Truth. Sounds fun, right? That's Scattershot Symphony, the music of Peter Link. Look for it on most podcast platforms jadina share with the audience who the producer is that you have worked with and his credentials as well as how you got connected with him
0: my brother from another mother my uh, (laughs) male counterpart in the world of music is mr andrew kapner call him call him drew bear or all kinds of different nicknames i have for that gentleman (laughs) and uh angel house studios down in torrance california uh is basically my second home It's my home away from home In that big comfy chair in the corner uh, <laughs> of the studio and um yeah drew's uh, a seasoned professional he's been in the business for decades now and has worked with the likes of jason derulo 21 pilots um engineered and produced many amazing tracks out there in the world and i was doing a uh a remake of You Are My Sunshine uh, as a duet for a Frisky's cat commercial. We were doing a pitch and mm. my friend was like, uh, you know, we got to find someone who could do a quick little bang up job for us on a production. And, and he said, let's call Drew. And I said, I don't know who Drew is, That sounds <laughs> like fun. And you know, two hours later, we were down at Drew's spot, and that was about a decade ago. Wow. Um, and basically, Drew and I have been tied at the hip since then, making wow. records, EPs, albums. Um, he is uh, really incredibly talented at finding his way into the brain and heart and body and soul of an artist and pulling out the specific and um, uh, unique qualities to an artist's sonic palette, um, really drawing forth the uniqueness of, of what each artist has to offer. And um, yeah, he's, he's my, my go-to for, for everything uh, production-wise.
1: And I love the description that you gave in terms of what he is able to pull from you, because listeners, we have talked a lot of times on this show over the years about that artist-producer relationship and how important it is not only that there is a connection, but that the producer is doing their job, which is to do what Jadina just described. If it's someone who is just there to take your money and says, I'm a professional, I can get the job done for you, and they're not going to challenge you, The way that jadine is describing that drew is doing with her and what he's able to pull from her then that's probably not the producer you want to work with you want someone who is invested in you and i don't mean financially but invested in your success in terms of your sound and in getting the best out of you so jadine a wonderful description and, and obviously that's a case of if it ain't broke don't fix it you said you know 10 years joined together at the hip it's you know, there are people who will jump from producer to producer. It's when you find the right one that you really want to hold on to that person as you have done.
0: Yeah, he and I have a, a, a mantra that we, we, we live and breathe is, is we're here to service the song. The song is our north star. The song is our guiding light, and it's going to tell us who and what we need to be. And we mm-hmm. don't settle for anything less until it's a, it's a masterpiece and it's an integrity. Um, and that goes for both of us. If it's if it's a kick drum sound that we're like, ah, that's just it's just not serving. The melody or it's not serving the the overall composition then we'll change it if it's a it's a, uh, I want to do some crazy Christina Aguilera riff or something <laughs> it's like no we're not going to oversing this that doesn't that doesn't work here that's not what we're trying to convey so we really hold each other high in terms of serving the song
1: yeah I like that too because It's a case of, as you said, putting the best interest of the song first and not just kind of this attitude of, hey, you know what would be cool? Or I have this really crazy idea, like, let's just try it. And, you know, if it doesn't work, well, then we'll never do it again. It's, well, no, wait a minute, let's stay focused on the song. It's not not too different from listeners. If you heard my conversation back on episode 360 with Dom Morley, he's a Grammy Award-winning producer, and he talked on that episode about... You know, people who get all the plugins, but you really just need to focus on the things that you're good at and not say, well, I have all the latest gadgets, so I need to use them all. Jadina, I hear you saying that in that we're not going to say, hey, let's add some mandolin to this song just because there's one here in the studio. It's like, well, if the song doesn't need it just because it's here in the studio, we don't need to add it.
0: Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll throw stuff against the wall because sometimes either he neither he nor i um want to be attached to what we think it's supposed to sound like so there there will come a time where i'm like we just let's just try this let's give it a whirl and if it's going to take five minutes to try it we'll try it and yeah. if it, it doesn't land we'll throw it away but there's right. always room for making sure that it is in alignment with the the composition
1: well and i like the way you just said that if it doesn't work we'll throw it away not We'll release it that way, and if we don't get good feedback, then we'll never use it on another song again. It's continuing <laughs> to be in service to the song and saying, okay, you know what? We've been sitting here for 15 minutes listening to this thing, and it's not doing it for either one of us. Let's just gas it and move on. Yep. Um, so let's continue to dive into meeting you a little bit more. Who would you say are your musical influences?
0: So as a little girl, I I was raised as an only child, and I spent most of my afternoons um and evenings i would say after watching saved by the bell and supermarket sweep and martha stewart uh it was trl that led into christine aguilera mariah carey celine dion whitney houston and it was a. I had CDs back then and, and tapes back then, so those were the gals that I hung out with in my bedroom. Like those were my sisters. Those mm. were the divas. That was it was a, a nightly performance in my bedroom <laughs> um, at the top of my lungs. And, and luckily, I had a dad who never said turn the music down. He asked, mm. "Why isn't it louder?" So wow. I was I was belting and 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 uh, trying to reach those unbelievable Celine Dion notes on songs like <laughs> all by myself or Whitney Houston notes uh, on I will always love you and um, just not even knowing as a young person that somebody like a David Foster was behind the magic of those mm. those moments and being able to fall in love again and again with this type of music I mean vision of love came out I think in 91 and I was hooked and um, but I would say the earliest musical influence by far was The Little Mermaid. Um, growing up in Santa Cruz as a little surfer girl, I was swimming at six months old, surfing at three. Um, it's just rite of passage. It was the first movie I saw. And so Part of Your World, Jody Benson's timeless Part of Your World song is, is and will always be my, my number one favorite song of all time. It's, it's how I learned to sing.
1: Well, and I'm glad that we're there in the conversation because I do want to talk about your sound. A few weeks ago on episode 370, my guest was recording artist and guitar player Manny Blue, who had coined the term country punk for his style of music. And as I mentioned in the intro, you have your own unique name for your genre too. So explain what mermaid pop is.
0: My intention with the the name is that the experiences that you're underwater, that you're feeling like you're in the ocean. There's a sense of half human, half magic. I mean, even some of the way that the photos are edited, there's a texture to it. There's a spirit animal larger than life feeling to it. And it all centers for me around the idea of mermaid mentality, which is this ability to tap into flow state to be both powerful as a tsunami writing, you know, fiercely uh, advocating and moving with water, you know, the most powerful force on the planet and simultaneously being um, as soft and as gentle as sea foam. So mm. these big notes that move into these soft, almost ASMR-like whispers, um, and it's it's true to me. Uh, it it resonates with me and my soul as as what and who I look to. We all have spirit animals, and for me, I I just happen to have human legs, but I I identify as a mm-hmm. mermaid. Um, more than I do with anything. And as everybody in my life knows, if they see a mermaid, they're like, oh, there's G, you know, so (laughs) it's, it's what is, is true for me.
1: Well, what came to my mind as you were describing all that is this idea that a mermaid transcends just being a woman. It's kind of two different types of woman and one, and that is applying to the music. Because keep in mind, listeners, we're talking about the genre that Jadina considers her music to fall into. So it is possible to write these songs that are not strictly pop. It's mermaid pop. Well, what is that? That's two different things. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And I would say at an even larger, uh, one click up, a higher level 30,000 feet, we uh, have coined the term affirmation pop. um, And I'm sure we'll get into that at some point, but the higher level of it is creating music that has people in their vision, in their purpose. Um, That this idea around affirmation pop is that there's a language that's being used in the music that will have people shifted from, let's say, their mammalian brain or the reptilian brain into their frontal cortex that have them acting um, from vision and responsibility versus anything other than that.
1: Wow. Wow. And I love how cerebral this all is because I don't want people to hear mermaid pop or hear references to the little mermaid and think, Oh, this is for children, or oh, this is uh bubble gummy as as a as a guest said on a recent episode because it's anything but as as we're hearing, I wonder though, just to back up a little bit because this term of yours, mermaid pop is out there. And because so many things that people will find online about you do make references to that movie. Do you get tired of people still asking you about the role that the little mermaid movie had in your life? Or do you feel like it's an important part of your story that you don't want to leave in the past?
0: Uh, I reinvent that story. Every time I have a conversation about it, Mm. I, for me, it was so pivotal. Um, I watched it every day as a three-year-old. I mean, when you think of little kids, they love their, whether it's Sesame Street or Barney or, or, you know, Teletubbies, whatever it was for kids as little, when they're little, it's nostalgic. It brings a sense of calm and peace over, at least for me, my body, because it's that pure innocence, that thing, that level of safety in finding those things that we love as young young people. And so um, I think most recently the the new interpretation and the way that I've been talking about The Little Mermaid is that in the movie, she has to give up her voice in order to, to have her cash and prizes. And I believe that in today's world we don't have to give up our voice in order to create the vision or the reality that we want. So what would a world be like if Ariel didn't have to give up her voice in order to be with her love or her the life that she wanted to create for herself? And so really reimagining it for all people who identify as mermaid and, and turning that that potential arc of the story how she had to be a victim or gave up you know she self-sabotaged herself Um, what if she didn't what if she kept her voice and what if her voice was powerful and what if her voice was was used for good and came from the heart and actually enrolled the world into something that you know the world got to hear and all of her you know dreams and and uh intentions and the impact that she wanted to made make was real
1: wow Wow. Yeah, that's a great, great perspective. And, and it is, I, I can see how you can make the point that it is worth still considering and it's not okay. I know people are going to see that in my bio, but I really don't need to talk about that anymore. Cause I love that you said, every time you tell the story, you're finding a different spin that you put on it, a different, a different description of it, maybe is a better way to say it. So, uh, very, very insightful. Let's, let's fast forward to present day though. And I want to talk about this two track release that you just put out explain to the audience what this was that you have just released
0: so at fourth door records we have been working around this idea of affirmation pop as i mentioned just a minute ago so when it comes to this particular music and this type of value add this content this package of sorts, if you will, my intention with the label and the artist on the label and me and the EP, all, everything we're pushing into the world and we're, we're, we're creating comes from a place of when I wake up in the morning, I've journaled, I've meditated, I've um, maybe gone for a walk, I found my feet, I've done some Kundalini yoga, where is that value for me that has me be in my vision? And so particularly with the North Star EP, the first track is a guided meditation. And it invites the listener into an ASMR dreamscape of, of a reality that people can choose into as the first thing they listen to after meditating or after mm. journaling. And it has them ultimately finding what their North Star is if someone doesn't relate to mermaids, but they relate to um, Wonder Woman, or um, Vikings, or something, uh, you know, I have a friend of mine, she's uh, totally into plants, and so maybe she's in the forest. But like, they're in that experience, in the first track, in their purpose. You know, one of my intentions is to leave people with more of them than with more of me. And so once they're through that first track, and then they're into the single itself, which is saying, you know what is your north star? Okay. What keeps you waking up in the morning? And if people aren't clear on what their north star is, they just get to look through their lives and see what makes them smile. When they're smiling, they're in their north. They're they're following their north star. And not everybody knows that. Not everybody knows that that's accessible and available to them. So this journey through being guided into their north star and then being re- reaffirmed by the actual music itself, which is something they can bump in their car or they can play for their kids and that's it's funny that you mentioned that this music isn't for kids it is like it's totally available for everyone um, because it doesn't it's not pigeonholed for one specific demographic in terms of age like friends of mine are like thanks for making music i can also play for my kids <laughs> mm, wow because it's it, it doesn't have ex, there's no explicit lyrics in it
1: yeah and i guess what i meant was it's not barney it's not the wiggles it's not you know yeah. solely <laughs> solely a uh, children genre specific
0: yeah I, and and i totally got that that's what you meant and but it was like oh yeah i should also say like mm-hmm. it is the kids can listen to it which is great um so this track, um, this two track EP is is really a different kind of animal. Um it's intended to be a gift for people to to either continue on their purpose and on their journey and and or be a, a permission slip to dream.
1: You know, it it is unique and I wonder as you were doing this, was there any thought to because to me, and I can only speak for myself personally, but to me, I think this is a very unique concept. Whether there any thought given to, gee, I should look around and see if other people have already done this thing, or was it, it doesn't matter to me, Bruce, I just had this vision, and this is what I wanted to deliver, so I put it out, and whether other people have done it or not is really irrelevant.
0: So for me, I was craving during an earlier period of my life, well, really started about six years ago, I was really taking myself on. I was going through a, um, an internal journey, an internal process. And as an artist, we tend to wear our insides on our outsides with the art that we create. And so yeah. I was taking everything I was learning in therapy and in different groups I was in and all these books I was reading. And I was like regurgitating, trying to regurgitate all of the material into music into art. And because I wasn't, I wasn't feeling the support from the art I was listening to. Like if I, I listened to Andra Day's rise up on repeat just cause I couldn't find anything else that, that gave me that level of inspiration to mm. keep going that thing. And so I was like, n- maybe I wasn't looking deep enough. Maybe I, uh, I, I just couldn't find anything that I could put back to back to back to back to back mm-hmm. that's that, that was supporting me through that journey and I said at some point I just said like I'm gonna make it Mm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna create a platform where other people who want to make this can make it too and and of course there's going to be storytelling involved in what we're up to and it's not going to be flawlessly you know delivered but with the intention intention is everything behind what we're up to is that yes, I want my Adeles when I want to be, you know, grieving, <laughs> and I want my Alanis Morissette when I want to <laughs> get my anger out, and and I want my Bruno Mars when I want to dance, and I, you know, I have all of these different things that I love and cherish about the music that I've been listening to for my whole life. But for this particular vein of affirmational pop music that has me in my vision, I didn't, I couldn't find it. So
1: wow, wow, yeah. So listeners that two track release that Jadina just described has just come out. So I wonder looking ahead, Jadina, what are you at Liberty to share as of today about the new album that's coming up for, for example, a potential release date, a title, the number of songs, any of those types of details?
0: So out of my shell is, Oh, my baby. It is, like I said earlier, uh, it is me wearing my insides on my outsides in a way that I hope and intend is for is forwarding for those that listen. Um, it takes people through a journey of breakdown to breakthrough. Um, it is very much each song has specifically been written around a way of being with an intention to elicit that and bring that forth in whoever the listener is. It's a... a Some people have their phone in their pocket or in their purse. Some people have oracle decks uh, in their purse. Some people have, uh, you know, their journal in their purse. Mm -hmm. I like to think of this as a as a something that's available for people to go through if they Mm. are in their stuff and they want to get out of it. Wow! They can they can put on a song like "Too Hard," which is one of the songs on the album, and it talks about vulnerability. And it says, you know, don't be too hard on yourself you know, you're amazing. Don't be too hard on yourself, which is something that I have been religiously working through. Like, I don't have to be so hard on myself, like growing pains and growing in life is we all do it. So why, why am I beating up on myself when I'm learning something new?
1: I love it. I love it. Uh, so I believe you mentioned the title in there. Do you know approximately the release date? And it sounds like you might already know the number of songs that are, that are going to be on the, on the album.
0: Well, more will be revealed around the, the number of songs and the number of tracks on the album. Uh, in terms of the album release, it is slated for Q2 of this year. So okay. that's, that's what I'll give you in terms of timeline.
1: <laughs> okay. um,
0: things get shifted always, uh, sometimes. So just want to make sure that we're 100%. And as, as I said about serving the song, serving the album too, and making sure it lands for people in a way that that feels good. Um, and connected is, is also what we're about. Um, also with the release of North Star, we released uh, the mermaid mentality Oracle deck. We also released the mermaid mentality box, which is a set of products that all connect to the music. So there's a, this is a whole, you know, community value add that we're, we're pushing out into the world and starting um, with the Jadina campaign and, and ultimately moving into Uh, the other artists on the label as well.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Los Angeles by singer-songwriter Jadina. Visit her official website at jadina.com, G-E-D-I-N-A. I I will have a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Plus, on her website, there are links to find Jadina on social media platforms such as Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. She is also on Twitter as well, and you can find her music on iTunes, Spotify, and even SoundCloud, all three of which are platforms that you can hear the show on, too. Yes, you can follow her on Spotify, but don't just stream her music there. Do look for the new two-track release that she just described just came out. Support Jadina by purchasing downloads of that and prior releases, and then keep up with her online for news announcements that she will put out Relative to the release of the new album that you just heard her talk about, if you have or if someone you know has questions, you or they need help with your or their music career or even with podcasting, I do offer private one on one video consultations. My company, Now Hear This Incorporated, has been working with artists on their music careers for over 15 years. In fact, there are articles on the homepage of the website about the two newest clients. And of course, I've been doing this podcast every week for more than seven years now. Go to nowhearthis.biz, that's H-E-A-R, Nowhearthis.biz to not only read about those two newest clients, but for the article titled, Video Consultations Now Available, and then use the link in there to get a personal session scheduled with me. Jadina, with all this new music that you're putting out, any plans for perhaps one or more music videos this year by chance?
0: Uh, On Monday, we came out with the music video for the North Star EP
1: Ah. track
0: as well. So that was definitely fun to be able to share with the world. The experience of shooting underwater and being able to embody the full true mermaid mentality, we hit all of the elements, fire, water. I felt like you know, Captain Planet, if you will, <laughs> in this video, and really got a chance to embody what it means to be in the mermaid mentality and and pushing through um, with ease and grace uh, at every step of the way.
1: I'm going to be vulnerable here and, and ask you a question that I was going to ask you off air, but why not be authentic and just do it so everyone can hear your answer? Forgive me if this is a little corny. Do you ever go so far as to do the, I'm going to call it the mermaid fin, where you actually swim with that? Or is it just kind of, you know, I I identify as a mermaid bruise, but no, I don't put that on to swim.
0: If and when I have one, I will send you photos because I absolutely want one. I've yet to I've yet to have one. I would totally do it in a second. <laughs> and I believe that they're custom made and um, uh, the way that they're put together. So it would be it it'll be like. Um, you know, the Grammys for a mermaid.
1: (laughs) Well, good. I'm glad I asked you then. I like that answer. Uh, I mentioned back in the intro that you released two songs in the second half of last year. Now you've just put out this two-track release, plus you've got the album that you'll be releasing. That sounds like you are just consumed with making music, yet you are very much a mindset, meditation, wellness advocate. So with all that we hear about the music industry being such a you-have-to-work-24-7 business, how do you give so much to your career yet still strike a quote-unquote work-life balance?
0: Well, if it's if you love what you're doing, it's not work, but I also feel like if you're chasing Allison Krauss has a quote that, you know, if it's, you got, if you got to chase it, if it's work, you got to chase it is what she says. Um, so I'm constantly in the chase of creating new art and, and new value um, having been the CEO now and founder of fourth door records uh, is an absolutely new journey. It's a different, it's a different sort of way of being. Um, it's a way of being with people versus being in the studio, you know, staring at a piece of paper or, or you know, having an, an experience with a microphone. Um, it's really different come from um, to be singing versus just speaking and communicating. Um, so striking the work life balance. Um, I, I feel like I kind of wear all the hats all the time. Um, and that one serves the other one. They're all they all inter interlink. So I, yeah, I would say that's That's my experience on that.
1: Well, yeah, and I have to believe that after the description that you gave us of this new two-track release, that it goes without saying that you practice what you preach. So I'm sure that you start your day with meditation. I'm sure you start your day with these things that you're recommending that others do so that they do have the right mindset going into their day. So I'm sure that I'm, you know, in a sense, answering my own question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not perfect. Um, if I, if I'm just going to be totally honest with you, it, it, Bruce, like every day is different. I'm a, i am I do like certain things that, you know, yes, I'll meditate every day. Yes. I'll journal every day, but there's a list, a laundry list of probably 20 to 30 things that, that depending upon what shows up for me that day, I'll participate in, whether it's a walk around the block or put my feet in the sand or get some sunshine on my face or I don't know, uh, stretch or listen to an audio book or, you know, there's a different set of things that can support my mind, body and soul to getting to a place where I feel spiritually grounded to be around and with people. Um, and it's not a lot of work, but it's enough where where it's not the same every day. Um, I get to mm-hmm. mix it up.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like that. But regardless of which one you choose, it still points you to that compass that you're talking around in this interview in terms of where you want to be pointed towards and focused as you do start your day, regardless of which hat that you're wearing. I did want to ask, it is said that you are, quote, repurposing your life's traumas and challenges into opportunities for creative expression, leadership, entrepreneurial endeavors, and more, end quote. Can you just talk about that a little bit?
0: yeah I not to say that my story is everybody's story, but I do feel like a great deal of the population has experienced some sort of trauma, mm-hmm. some sort of abandonment in their life. And as as an only child, as somebody who has experienced and perceived mother's experience as traumatic, um, I have been working on myself and taking myself on, for years and I I, I I feel conflicted at times talking about it because in one sense like if you talk about it then you're just talking about it versus being about it and in, in another sense I feel like if I don't share about it or I don't talk about it then there's so many people who, who maybe feel alone yeah. while they're working through their trauma or they're yeah. addressing whatever showed up for them and so I, I really like my favorite outlet is the music is to be able to share what I'm working through in the music. And, and it, it just so happens that with music comes podcasts and interviews and bios and conversations. And if I'm going to write about it in the music, I might as well talk about it in the interviews as well. So for me, like, you know, I was raised by a single dad. I didn't, I didn't have a mom at home. So knowing how to feel safe within myself, how to generate that own safety, how to parent my own, um inner child and to really work through the dynamics of what it means to be in relationship and or a partnership with another person um i i feel like it's a typical experience for everybody relationships are challenging they're hard and so talking about that and and how to create music that forwards those interactions that forwards and has people feel seen and heard while simultaneously empowered um, and not to say again that like I have it all down. Like I'm I'm still walking through things daily, um, especially at this point in my life. Like I'm I'm taking myself on in a whole new way. And and the next album after Out of My Shell will be all around what I'm working on right now. So yeah, I just constantly am repurposing uh, all of my experiences into into the music and the art.
1: Yeah, and when you say you know I'm still walking through some of those things now, you're not alone. You're, you're, there's so many others that are as well. And so I do kind of like that that debate about, well, you know, do I talk about it? Because then I'm not leaving it in the past where I want it to be. And it's a case to me, in my opinion, of, well, it is important to talk about it, like you said, for people who need to hear about it, but also Because of what you're doing with it, this idea of repurposing it, you can take the victim mentality and look back on whatever trauma you, and I don't necessarily mean Jadina, but a person in general has been through, or you can look at it and say, okay, how can I rally around that? And so what you're doing is saying, you know what, I'm going to take these, and I'm going to turn it into, as I said from your quote, I'm going to turn it into creative expression, I'm going to turn it into leadership, I'm going to turn it into entrepreneurial endeavors. So to me, that's a victory over these things that, yes, you could leave it in the past, but at the same time, it's a rallying point to create what you're creating, which, by the way, leads me into, you've mentioned a couple times during this conversation, I really am most interested to hear about the label that you've started Mm -hmm. called Fourth Door Records, especially because what I read was quite fascinating in that it doesn't sound like what people are typically used to when they think of a record label. So share with the audience about Fourth Door Records.
0: So, Fourth Door Records is a hybrid VC firm, venture capitalist firm, and it it centers around putting artists in the driver's seat. I've I don't know I have yet to Google it, but it's probably a word already. But artist panors, people who have taken themselves on in such a way that they're clear on what the impact is that they want to have in their life and the legacy that they want to leave from a holistic perspective so they've got a vision they've got a big vision they know what they're up to and when it comes to what they're up to it just if you it's like apples and oranges it's trying it's very different than what the current landscape Um, offers in the music industry from an emotional, a spiritual, a mental, a physical, you know, representation. It's just not something that's out there. And as somebody who felt that way, I was like, man, like, I want to make these Oracle decks and I want to do like transformational workshops. And I want to, you know, I want to talk about people being in their power where does that fit in in the music world, okay? Well, I'm not 12, you know, I, I, I don't really, you know, there's a lot of different things that just didn't click for me. And so I remember thinking to myself a couple of years ago, I know I'm not alone in this. There's gotta be other artists that want this kind of a space too. And so I started forming Fourth Door and the name comes from this book that I read called The Third Door. And it, t- it talks about the nightclub analogy in this book where the first line, uh, the first entrance into the nightclub is the general admission line. And you wait there for a really long time to get in. And then the second, or you may never get in. And then the second <laughs> line is the VIP line. Maybe your, you know, your friend's uncle is the club owner or you got a hot song or you pay the bouncer off or whatever. <laughs> and then the third, the third door is you run down the alleyway, you do like a, a weird combination of knocks on the door mm. um, and you slip in because the busboy walked out and like you find <laughs> your way in. And, uh, you know, if you're lucky, you're in, in the Goodfellas scenario where they put a table out for you, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> but my intention is if the nightclub is the music industry, then we have entered into the nightclub and now we're opening a fourth door for transformational artists mm. or entre- artist who are up to a really big game, up to a really big life, up to a really big vision and that we can set the tone for what it means to be a transformational context an affirmation pop world um where there's a lot of people who want to and are already creating from this i mean if you think of somebody like a sound bath healer is is somebody like that ever going to be signed to a major record label i don't know is there a space where where vulnerability and um kpis can exist Mm. is there a place where results and um gratitude and grounding a meeting with a five minute meditation can exist mm. at fourth door there is that's how we we run our ship we make sure that our artists are taken care of that they understand the contracts that they're signing my legal team uh ryan uh Caralla, who wrote this, this book this amazing book called breaking the business talks about the deals that are offered to artists and so in the industry and we we really wanna actually create and innovate a new way for artists to be CEOs of their lives and have a support system around them where they're not being told what they get to make, we're actually giving them the opportunity to make what they wanna make and we're supporting them in creating all of those downstream opportunities.
1: And the secret is out. Listeners, if you recognize that name, it's because Ryan Carella was the guest on this show way back on episode 173. I will put a link to my interview with Ryan on the show page for this episode at nhte.net so you can go back and hear that conversation. But, Jadina, shame on me. I don't have this in front of me, but I saw a very impressive list of artist services from Fourth Door Records. Can you just kind of talk through just a a couple of those because as I said everything I read made my eyes get like flying saucers and say this is not what you're used to seeing when you're talking about or reading about a record label this is very non-traditional in a refreshing way in a good way
0: yeah so the thing that sets fourth door apart I believe one of the main things is is also the product innovation piece so when we think about concert when we think about traditional metrics in the music industry downloads streams merchandise touring brand partnerships they're very they're very standard and i'm sure there's a thousand other ones but if we're going to go big picture those are those are the main the
1: big ones yeah
0: and in terms of fourth doors opportunity we actually are servicing the artist holistically so they get legal representation, meaning they understand the contracts that they're signing. They own a part of their own company. So they own their... Their company, they're not—they're not getting a, a royalty or a percentage. They actually are an owner. They're a stakeholder. They're at the meetings. They're—they're they're running their own ship. Mm. Um, they're making business. They're learning how to make business plans for investors to invest in their businesses. They're learning how to do equity crowdfunding in their businesses. They're—they're wow. they're being given the opportunity. We have one of our artists she wants to open a, a community center for women in both um, suburban and uh, underprivileged neighborhoods. So we're going to be talking with general contractors on how to do construction on mm. these different buildings, you know, like wow. these aren't wow. things that are typically baked in, but the ecosystem of people around the fourth door community, this, this vibrant, you know, juicy, uh, tactile textured community of, of people. Um, it, it just, it's a, there's a couple of like automatic responses. Of course absolutely and uh, whatever it takes Hmm. so if we have one of our artists who he speaks um, two languages he wants to do a a men's journal in two languages uh, that speaks about men's intimacy and how intimacy is linked with time and he wants to link that back to one of his songs like that whole conversation is is done in such a way where the artist is the driver and we are the support system Hmm. so whatever they can dream up we'll strategize and create a replicable wow. process for the artists
1: wow bravo jadina bravo just just tremendous it's so great to hear it's, it's very very unique very groundbreaking in my opinion and oh my gosh just just so such a wonderful project so the tough question is someone's listening to this interview and they say that's me that i i, I need to be with fourth door records are you, quote unquote, open for business in the sense that someone who's listening right now can contact you or someone on behalf of Fourth Door Records and say, I think you need to hear who I am and what I'm doing and why I think I'm a fit or or is that not how it works? Oh,
0: uh, got chills down my leg. Because,
1: by, by, the way, by the way, because we're conditioned to think that can't be how it works.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It, it, having access to the CEO and founder of any company, you're like, oh, that's never going to happen. My inbox is open. So, G at fourthdoorrecords.com. I want to hear from you. If you believe this is a fit for you, reach out. You know, we are open and excited about conversations with artists who have this perspective, who have this mentality, who have this mindset, and are looking to to create and cause impact and create value for consumers of Mm. music and product and mindset.
1: Terrific. Terrific. Well, we're in the home stretch here. I just want to go into your background a little bit and kind of have you help— hold my hand through this this path that I'd like you to show me from your love of singing as a little girl, but then your college years and eventually moving to LA to get fully immersed in the music industry. What did that look like as it relates to something that was just fun to do as a kid to growing a vision for, okay, I'm setting my sights on pursuing music?
0: Mm, great question. So Santa Cruz is renowned for venues like the Catalyst and the Crow's Nest and there was Palookaville at some point. These are all like big touring spots in Northern California that big bands would come through. And as a a young person um, in elementary school, we had talent shows and plays. And simultaneously, I'm watching, you know, TRL and Britney and Mariah and Christina and all these stages. And I'm going, okay... How do I do that? How do I get from point A to point B? And so. The, the next best thing was I was doing surfing competitions. And at the end of competitions, they would have me sing. And I would just sing acapella. I would go in front of the whole surf competition dinner and I would just sing. Hmm. Um, and and then that turned into, hey, do you want to come sing with this band? Now, um, do now, I come sing with this band? What,
1: what point in your life was that the, the surf competition acapella singing that you just described? Was that like high school or, or when was that?
0: Like. 10 11 oh, oh, oh,
1: okay. 12
0: okay. 13 okay. early teens. And then God bless them, my godparents, um, Auntie Thumbs and Uncle Mike, who are big blues fans, put uh BB King, The Thrill Is Gone, in my hands with a new disc band. And I was <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is my music. Like I am I'm hooked. I had The Thrill Is Gone on Repeat. Um it's definitely one of my top five favorite songs. Um, and I just dove headfirst into the blues world Um, you know, Bonnie Raitt and Susan Tedeschi and Mm. uh, you know, the the R&B's and uh, Aretha Franklin's and Etta James and just Mm -hmm. the Laundry List, even Katie Lang, you know, Busy Being Blue is one of my favorite songs uh, as a a teenager and so really quickly started taking to the blues music and, and jazz as well both, but blues really you know, it sang to me and so I started jumping into different uh, clubs and started playing with bar- playing bars, and I was way underage, so my dad had to be there or an adult to supervise me as I came off stage, mm. and then be shuttled out of the club after I'd signed CDs or sold CDs. And then I really was like, you know, listening to Christina Aguilera and listening to BB King, and then listening to Mariah Carey, and going back and forth between this. And so I had this pop flair but this blues you know, access point to audiences. And so for about 10 years, I, I sang blues music in clubs. I toured the Midwest, I toured all over California. Oh, wow. So wow. when I was at UCI at school, I was playing blues clubs. And um, at some point I realized like, yes, I love blues music, but it it actually isn't my voice. Uh, and so I started to allow the Jadina voice to come um, up and out and through, and it was really the, the voice audition that catapulted me into going, okay, well, what's my sound? Mm. What do I want to write about? What, what is, what's true to me? And it isn't that, that I hadn't written songs before, but it was, um, it was just so different, uh, what was actually coming up and out and through me.
1: Wow. Wow. Fascinating. Fascinating. Well, you talked about this a little bit earlier, but we're going to close today with another song of yours, one called North Star. Before I let you go, tell the audience more about this song, if you would, please.
0: North Star is a reminder to me and to anybody who listens that whether it's a cloudy sky or a perfectly crystal clear, all you have to do is look up. And find it. Um, when I was in first grade my teacher Freya Kidner, she had this songbook, and Follow the Drinking Gourd um, was one of the songs that we sang and it sang about Harriet Tubman's Underground Railroad and how she used the North Star to get all of her people from the South to the North for freedom and uh, that song has always stuck with me and I've always and, and as far as the nautical <laughs> The medical star, it all connects in with the mermaid and there being this you know, thing that tethers me, that, that's a touchstone, um, no matter how crazy the circumstances are or how uncomfortable I feel in my own skin or whatever the breakdown is presenting, that I have a North Star that will guide me uh, to, to freedom, whether it's emotional, physical, mental, financial, spiritual, that if I just keep my eyes on the North Star... I'll be fine. I'll be okay.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. My gosh, Jadina, so great to have you on the show. I really enjoyed the conversation. Congratulations on the new release and best of luck with the upcoming new album. We'll be anxious to keep our eyes out for details when that gets released, but thank you so much for making time to come on now here. This entertainment.
0: Bruce, it has been a pleasure. Thank you for asking such thoughtful questions. I had such a lovely time with you and to all the listeners out there keep going keep going
1: listeners that will do it for another episode of now hear this entertainment my sincere thanks to singer songwriter jadina do visit her official website at jadina.com g-e-d-i-n-a again i will have a link to her website on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. By the way, on jadina.com, there is a link to the Fourth Door Records website, and they even have their own Instagram account, too. So do look for that when you hit jadina.com. As I said before, you can purchase downloads of Jadina's music from iTunes, both the new two-track release as well as other music that she has put out on her website. You will also see icons for Jadina on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, so do be sure to connect with her on social media. She is on Twitter as well, if that happens to be your social media platform of choice. I myself already liked her Facebook page, and I followed her on Twitter and Instagram, so please do the same. For that matter, tell Jadina that you heard her and her music. I now hear this entertainment. Follow Jadina on Spotify as well. And if you happen to listen to this show through SoundCloud, remember that you can find her on there as well. And of course, as you heard, keep up with her online for more details when she announces about her new album. What can I help you with? As I said earlier, if you or someone you know has got questions, you or they need help with your or their music career, or even with podcasting, I do offer private one-on-one video consultations. My company, Now Hear This Incorporated, has been working with artists on their music careers for over 15 years. And of course, I've been doing this podcast every week for more than seven years now. Go to nowhearthis.biz. It's H E A R. Nowhearthis.biz. Read about the two newest clients and look for the article titled Video Consultations Now Available and then use the link in there to get a personal session scheduled with me. For now, that will do it for episode 373. Thanks ever so much for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Jadina. This is the one she just talked about called North Star.
0: Some say the cash, some say the spoils equals your happiness. to follow through, never too young, we don't have to wait, cause we do